Today's scripture reading is found Proverbs 1, verse 20 through 33 on the Bible in the chair in front of you or near you. It's page 527. Proverbs 1, 20 33. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called you and you refuse to listen, I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will, laugh, I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and not, did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despise all my reproof. They are, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Thanks, Johnny. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we are we are indeed blessed to be here today with the desire and the ability to hear and understand you as you speak to us through your word, by your spirit. Thank you for this passage of scripture that we are going to dig into, and I pray that you would enable me by your spirit to say what your word says. I pray that you would give all of us understanding, give us willing hearts to respond in faith and obedience to you, and we pray that as a result, this church uh, would be built up and you would be glorified. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is a sermon that I wish I didn't have to preach. Uh, This is a text of scripture that I wish were not necessary to be in the Bible, but God knows sinful man, and in his infinite wisdom, he has given us just what we need, and so I must preach, and all of us must listen. This sermon gives hope, but the larger portion of this text includes a very sober warning. Uh, This passage may be for you personally, maybe you are not listening to wisdom, and so the Lord has a brief word of encouragement, but even more, a strong warning to stir your heart to walk with the wise. Maybe this message this morning is meant to equip you to help others who are not listening to wisdom. If truth be told, all of us, all of us 
me at the top of that list have pockets of residual foolishness where we can desire our own way more than God's way. And so we need the encouragement and we need the warning of this passage. But because of the pervasiveness of sin, I know that all of us will also interact with others who may need our help to get out of a deep rut of stubborn, self-serving sin. We, we are a people who desperately need God's wisdom. We need the knowledge, the insight, the desire, the ability to make godly choices in life. God loves, in fact, to give wisdom, and he does that generously. God gives that wisdom in a person, the person of Jesus the Christ. Even Solomon, the wisest man in the Old Testament, didn't finish well in life. And none of us would ever begin to do better than Solomon. But Jesus did. (laughs) Jesus was and is the true son of wisdom. Jesus walked with the wise one and Now Jesus is our wisdom from God. When we read through Proverbs, we see our own foolish and simple ways. And thankfully, we also see the God-man, Jesus, who was born of a virgin and grew as a man, which included him growing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He did this because his father taught him. And the true son of wisdom never let one of his words fall to the ground, even to the point of being obedient to death on a cross to atone for our sin. The cross displays the wisdom of God. Today, it's the person that has life in Jesus by faith who can grow in wisdom. And because of Jesus, we can develop the ability to make godly choices in everyday life. It's because of Jesus we can walk with the wise. Now, last week we learned that it is God's design for parents to impart wisdom to their children. So with their words and with their lives, parents are to influence their children to learn wisdom. Verses 8 through 19 of chapter 1 give an earnest appeal to children to listen to the wise instruction of their parents. But the appeal to listen to wisdom goes out to all people everywhere. Wisdom is not just for children who have wise parents. All of us learn wisdom by being humble and hungry to learn from the wise one. All of us are being called, all of us are being called to listen to and be attentive to and to search for wisdom as we would for gold or silver. The the call of wisdom goes out to all. It's not for the privileged few. Wisdom isn't just for the 1%. It's not just for those who attend elite universities. God's wisdom is for all sorts of people. In verses 20 through 21, we learn that Lady Wisdom speaks for all to hear and respond. 
Verse 20 again says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate she speaks. Now I say Lady Wisdom here because wisdom is personified. She, she cries out at the head of noisy streets. At the entrance of the city gates she speaks. Lady Wisdom promises to pour out her spirit to those who turn to her at her correction. Lady Wisdom says, I will make my words known to you because I have called you. So here in this text, and again in chapter 8 and chapter 9, the voice of wisdom makes its appeal as Lady Wisdom. Because wisdom comes from God and is ultimately found as a treasure in the person of Jesus Christ. We should not think of wisdom as some cold, abstract principle of truth. Rather, wisdom is personal, it's warm, it's beautiful. The voice of wisdom is appealing and desirous. Hence, Lady Wisdom speaks. She calls out for all to hear. And if you remember Proverbs chapter 31 in the text where we often talk about the excellent wife, what is talked about there certainly applies to a wife, but it's much more than that. The the excellent wife passage of Proverbs 31 is an appeal to embrace the beautiful life that only wisdom can give. Notice that Lady Wisdom is in the streets and in the markets and in the noisy streets full of people and at the entrance of the city gates. These are the places that, that people come to gather together. And it's here that people from the countryside come for visits. It's a place to buy food and supplies. It's a place where goods are sold. It's a place where business is conducted. It's where All sorts of people in all walks of life must go. Lady Wisdom speaks where people are gathered, where people live. This is part of what offers hope to all people. If you want wisdom, you can find wisdom. Wisdom is not for those who belong to an exclusive club. Wisdom is for all people. That that gives hope. No one can ever really say, I, I, I didn't know better. No one, can, no, no one ever taught me that. You can't say that. It's just, like one in, it's just like no one in all of the world, whether it be the most remote jungle in the Amazon or on the streets of New York City, no one, no one is without excuse before God. Creation reveals plainly that there is a Creator. In what God created, He reveals His divine power and nature. But it is the unrighteousness of man that suppresses and rejects what God has made plain for all the world to see. So too, Lady Wisdom speaks clearly to all to, to all who hear and respond. 
But what does Lady Wisdom say to those in the marketplace and to those at the city gates? Look with me at verse 22 and 23. Here we hear the voice of wisdom. Verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. So in summary, we could say, turn from your simple ways and Lady Wisdom will make her words known to you. This too is a word that gives great hope. Lady Wisdom is ready and willing to make her words known to you. Praise God, she is willing. But... Lady Wisdom also calls people to turn from their foolish and simple ways. So if you are a fool, you, you have developed habits of pursuing your own selfish and indulgent whims with no desire to listen to wisdom. If, if you are simple, you, you're not as entrenched in your ways as is a fool, but you're still open and influenced by anything that comes along. So you're immature and easily, easily enticed by folly. If you are a scoffer, you are proud and haughty and opposed to correction and, and really just an unpleasant person to be around. In fact, Proverbs 22.10 says, Drive out a scoffer and strife will go out and quarreling and abuse Will, will cease. So, Lady Wisdom addresses the fool, the simple, the scoffer. La- Lady Wisdom goes to where they are and speaks to them. And again, there is hope in this. But notice that the simple love being simple. Scoffers delight in their scoffing. Fools hate knowledge. They do what they love to do. No no one else can be blamed for their simple, foolish, or scoffing ways. Each one is responsible for their own actions. And you will notice that there is a lot of unpleasant emotion wrapped up in the lives of the simple, the scoffers, and the fools. It's not just what they say or what they do. These things flow out of their heart. It's the heart's desire that must change. And Luke 6, 45 says, out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. It's what's in their heart. It's what they want. It's what they desire. And Lady Wisdom says, how long will you love your simple ways? How, how long will you delight in scoffing? Lady Wisdom says your simple and foolish ways have been going on long enough. It's time to stop. It's time to change. It's time to turn. It's time to repent. It's time to listen to wisdom. It's likely that there are parents here this morning who have said those very things to their children, maybe even recently. It's also possible that Lady Wisdom is saying that to adults here this morning too. But but Lady Wisdom doesn't just ask, how long will you love your simple ways? Lady 
wisdom also says, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Again, this gives us hope. This means the simple and the fool and the scoffer can actually change. And change begins with repentance. If you turn at my reproof and correction. Behold, or take notice, don't miss this. If you turn or repent, I will pour out my spirit to you and make my words known to you. Turn from your foolish ways and listen to wisdom. That's what Lady Wisdom wants for you. This is a gospel call to turn from your scoffing, scoffing and to turn to wisdom. Turn to Jesus. The gospel of Jesus Christ provides forgiveness of sin, but it also puts you on a path where lasting change takes place. The gospel takes a fool and turns him into a lover of wisdom. The gospel changes you from being a lover of self to a lover of God and lover of others. But the fool must turn to turn at Lady Wisdom's correction. Now, preaching or studying out this passage this week, I must confess, I, I've thought a lot about the times in my growing up years where God used people to correct me. Um, they, in fact, loved me enough not to affirm me, but to admonish me. There's a time for affirmation, but there are other times where affirmation is not necessary. Admonishment is. To, to call me to repentance. They loved me enough to call me to repentance. When I was in the sixth grade, and I had arrived at school early enough to play on the playground with my friends, I knew full well that I was not supposed to kick the ball over the school building. But that's exactly what I wanted to do. And so I did it. And Johnny Byler was with me. He did it too. And the principal of the school caught us. And do you know what she did? She, she didn't say, Daryl, I, I know that you are really a good boy, but you must be having a bad day today. That's okay. No, she corrected me, and she disciplined me. I, I was paddled by my principal in the sixth grade. My name was written on the paddle that hung on the chalkboard in the classroom. God, don't be laughing at me now. God, God made it clear to me that I must change. Now, I, I didn't kick the ball over the school anymore, but folly was still bound up in my heart. I... I needed some more admonishment and correction so much so that in the eighth grade, I was caught throwing my lunch plates into the dishwasher room and then running away. We did this for many days in a row, and it's really the definition of being a fool. 
But we were finally caught. And when Gary Bellman and I were called down to the vice principal's office, Miss Wusik simply said, come with me. She didn't say anything else. She said, come with me. And she took us down to the lunchroom. She took us back to where the clean stack of plates were. She said, I want you to get a stack of plates. No, I want you to get more than that. She said, follow me. And she took us out to the outside of the kitchen counter or the the dishwasher counter where we used to throw them in and run. She said, I want you to set them down. We set them down. She took us inside. And, you know, the industrial... Uh, countertops of stainless steel and they have like a lip on the end, three or four inch lip. She said, I want you to put your fingers right there on that lip. And then she went outside to where we used to throw in the plates and Gary and I were sitting in there and she threw the plates at our fingers that were sitting on the edge of the counter. Um, Mrs. Wusik again didn't say, Daryl, I know that you're really a good kid, but you must be having a bad day. No, she admonished me. She disciplined me. Again, God made it clear to me that I must change. Now, believe it or not, I could go on, but I won't. Um, God, in fact, used many people, including my parents, to admonish me and to discipline me when I did many, many foolish things. God was getting my attention. God was making it clear that I must turn from my simple and foolish ways and turn to wisdom. Now, it's not fun getting caught doing foolish things. Things, but I'm really glad that I did get caught. Now, don't, don't think being foolish or simple only happens with, with boys who are in the 6th grade or the 8th grade. Uh, adults do foolish things too. There, there are countless ways that adults do selfish things at the expense of other people with no regards to God or to others. And it can become a habit, and when it does, we don't just do foolish things, we become fools. Adults can lie. Adults can steal. Adults can hold grudges. Adults can refuse to forgive and extend mercy. Adults can let bitterness take over their lives. Adults can withdraw and refuse to love. Adults can be Selfish. Adults can be guilty of sexual sin. Adults can be lazy and undisciplined. Adults can be stubborn and refuse correction. Adults can be proud and self-righteous. Adults can be jealous. Adults can have selfish ambition. Adults can be guilty of all manner of sin. Even sin that becomes a habit of sin. Thankfully, Lady Wisdom speaks. She calls out to people. Her voice is heard again and again. Turn from your simple and foolish ways, and I will pour out my Spirit on you. I will make known my ways to you. There is hope for the simple and for the fool if they repent. 
But as we come to verses 24 through 31, we learn that if we learn that if we refuse to listen to Lady Wisdom, calamity will come. Lady Wisdom says this in the beginning of verse 24, Because I have called you, and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all of my counsel and have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind when distress and anguish come upon you. Notice the many attempts Lady Wisdom has made to address the fool. Lady Wisdom called out. She made her voice heard. She spoke into the life of the simple and the fool, but they did not listen. They did not pay attention to wisdom. They continued on their own path of living however they saw fit with no regard for God or for others. Lady Wisdom stretched out her hand. She came to the fool and to the simple one. She held out her hand. She offered to help. But that help was not received. Lady Wisdom gave counsel. She warned of impending dangers. But no one would respond to her words. Lady Wisdom was persistent. She was clear and direct with her voice and with her counsel. But it was not received. That, that in itself is sobering for all of us to consider. But notice what we learn in verse 28. Here's a greater danger. If Lady Wisdom is rejected long enough, listen to what happens. Verse 28, Then... They will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. It's, it's possible to reject wisdom long enough that your heart gets so hard and callous towards God, and you become so entrenched in your foolish ways to such a degree that it may be too late to be rescued from harsh and lasting consequences. I'm not talking here about the unpardonable sin. I'm talking about the fool making the assumption that I can do whatever I want to do for as long as I want to do it, and then I'll turn my life around. The persistent fool may find out that it's too late to turn. The, the point here is that when you reject Lady Wisdom long enough. You may reach a point where the consequences of your choices will become the enduring story of your life. Lady Wisdom may not come to your rescue. Verses 29 through 31 go on, says this, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So stop there for a minute. Notice that this passage is not teaching moralism. Instead, true knowledge and wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. But learning to make 
Godly choices in the nitty-gritty details of life is an outworking of sound theology and a right relationship with God, a proper view of God that governs what you believe and how you live. So again, verse 29, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof, therefore... They shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. So again, the voice of Lady Wisdom goes out far and wide. People have opportunities to listen and learn from Lady Wisdom. But there is a point, says verse 31 here in Proverbs 1, and in fact Romans chapter 1 verse 28, there's a point that God gives a stubborn fool what he actually wants. God gives them over to the very cravings of their heart, and that will become the very thing that will destroy their lives. Again, this is indeed very sobering. The reality is that when people choose to live their own way rather than according to wisdom, they do so thinking that would be best for them. They think that would be the desirable life. But again and again, people who reject wisdom will discover the desires that uh, their desires didn't produce the lasting results that they were really hoping for. In fact, Lady Wisdom says, rejecting my words will bring calamity, distress, and anguish. Not, not peace, not security, not joy, not blessing. Shelley's father was a bright man who was full of lots of potential. He had all kinds of opportunities ahead of him, but he made many foolish decisions in life, leading him, among other things, to walking away from his wife and three young children. Shelley was, I believe, five when her dad left. His foolish ways continued, and he became a fool. Uh, he, he went from bad to worse all of his life. Sometimes people say people just need to hit the bottom of the barrel and then they'll change. I want you to know that the bottom of the barrel doesn't change anybody. God does. Doug had many opportunities, but he continued to reject the appeal of Lady Wisdom. And tragically, he died at the age of 58. It was around Christmas and New Year that Doug and his girlfriend drank and partied for literally two weeks straight. And she wanted to stop, she wanted to clean up the, the party, and he wanted to continue on. And so, while he was sitting on the living room floor watching TV, refusing to help clean up the apartment, his girlfriend found his antique revolver, put six bullets in it, and walked up behind him and pulled the trigger six times. And only one of the bullets was good. And that bullet went through his spine and paralyzed him from his waist down. And it was shortly thereafter that he died from complications of that. You must know that Refusing to listen to Lady Wisdom will result in calamity 
and destruction. You and I do not know what's best for our life. God does. And in humility, we must submit to what God says is right and good, not what we think is right and good. And so, you, you must decide, do you choose folly or wisdom? Do you choose death or life? Verse 32 and 33 says this, For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Let me read that again. Lady Wisdom says, For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Now, just in closing this morning, um, maybe you're here this morning, maybe you are the fool. Maybe you know what God wants, but you're determined just to do things your own way. This passage loves you enough to give you a sober warning, helping you to see that there's no better way than walking in the path of wisdom, walking in the path that Jesus reveals. This passage also is a sober warning saying that if you are stubborn in your desire to continue on doing whatever you want to do with no regard for God, and no thought of what's best for other people from God's perspective, there's going to be a price to pay. And it's not going to be pleasant. So if you are here this morning and you are a fool, or you care only about what you want with no regard for God, Lady Wisdom would say, repent. Turn, turn from folly and pursue wisdom. There's hope for you. If you repent, Lady Wisdom says, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not a fool, but you're doing foolish things. You know, you're not quite entrenched in habits of just pursuing whatever you want. There's, there's a responsiveness in your heart to God, but yet... There are things that you want to just hang on to. There are things that you want to do. And I know what God wants, but I really want to do what I want to do. You, you too must learn from this passage and see that Lady Wisdom calls you to turn at her reproof so that her spirit will be poured out upon you, her words will be made known to you, and you can live securely without fear of consequences that will bring about Ultimately, death. Be responsive to Lady Wisdom. Listen to what God reveals as good and right and true. Maybe you're here this morning and you're growing in wisdom, 
But the Lord wants you to see in this passage things that you need to learn in order to be the voice of wisdom in the life of someone else. We, we live in an age where affirmation is king. You know, everyone needs to be affirmed, affirmed, affirmed. And I love Ted Tripp's book on shepherding a child's heart where he talks about there is the need for parents to have a full orb communication. You need to teach, you need to instruct, you need to encourage, you need to affirm, but you also need to correct, you need to admonish, you need to warn. So all of those types of communications are important. And in this passage, this passage offers encouragement, but this passage also offers warning, calling people to repentance. And maybe God wants to use this passage in your life to see the need to love someone enough to come alongside of them. Say, hey, listen, you, you need to listen to Lady Wisdom. You need to learn from Jesus, because if you don't, if you continue down this path of doing things your own way rather than God's way, there's going to be a stiff price to pay. Life is going to be hard. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Sometimes we need to speak words that hurt just a bit. Sometimes we need to correct. Sometimes we need to admonish. Sometimes we need to be just a bit pointed with our words because that's what someone needs in order to see I'm not on a good path and I need to make a change. I need to repent. I need to turn from folly and from my simple ways and from scoffing. And I need to turn to Lady Wisdom. That's where you will find life that is secure, blessed, and filled with joy and peace. That's what Lady Wisdom wants for you. That's what Jesus once for you. Let's pray together. Father, I'm thankful that you are the perfect example of someone who both teaches, encourages, but also warns and corrects, admonishes, Father, I'm thankful that you know what we need. You know what is best for us. And you love us enough to speak truth into our life, to encourage us in times when we need encouragement, but to also correct us and call us to repentance when we need to be corrected and we need to repent. Father, I... First of all, just pray that all of us would have teachable hearts where we'd hunger for wisdom, that the desire of our hearts would be to learn from Jesus and to follow Jesus. I I pray, Father, that we too would be the kind of friends that would not just always seek to encourage, but love people enough at times to even correct if necessary. Father, 
give us patience, give us compassion, give us genuine love that cares enough to really minister to the hearts of others for their good and for your glory. Give us, give us wisdom and insight to know how to do that best, to, to, to treat others as you have treated us. So Father, help us and may you by your Spirit build us up in Christ in such a way that we would together reflect the character of Christ in ever-increasing ways. That's indeed what's best for us. There's nothing better for us, and that's what will bring honor and glory to your matchless name. You deserve that. So help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just uh, need to say that